0: This podcast is sponsored by Huboo, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Huboo. Hello
1: and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. It's a new day, it's a new dawn, it's a new man in at Ashton Gate. On the 7th of November, we had content galore from Bristol City, short interviews, longer interviews, Robin's uncut, and also a live press conference. Everybody knows that our infrastructure is Premier League standard in terms of the stadium, the HPC, and the academy, but on the pitch, we have now been out of the top flight since the 3rd of May, 1980, a goalless draw at White Hart Lane, of all places, and that was 43 years ago. We aren't expecting promotion this season, but it's now a three and a half year plan for our new boss, Liam Manning. Matt is with me, and Matt, that has to be our ultimate goal over that three and a half year period, doesn't it?
2: Personally, I like the um, the feeling good reference at the start. That's my um, my karaoke special. Thought you like that? Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know it's a three and a half year plan. I th- think we will be expecting to see, you know, foundations of, of, of where we want to get to, which let's be fair, is the Premier League. There's, there's no two ways about that. Um, but I think it shows the commitment that John Lansdowne, Steve Lansdowne, Brian Toon and the board have given Liam Manning. And and hopefully, um, you know, he's shown us his commitment by deciding to join us from from Oxford. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it, but I think it's a really, really positive move.
1: Yeah, he's been described on Twitter today by Mike Holden, Fox Punter, um, as immaculate, too immaculate, like a comprehensive chat GPT response. Uh, so I don't know how much you know about your artificial intelligence, Matt, but what do you make of that?
2: Not not anything like you do, I'm sure, because I'm sure you've got all the gadgets and everything else. But yeah, I I did I did read that. Um it's an unusual one for us, Patch that he's never played professional football before. Um, which I don't know of the last manager that we had that was was like that. If, I looked if through the managers, had... and, I, and
1: I think Roy Hodgson, who was on professional books but never actually played.
2: Right. Okay. And I guess similar with 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 Lim. He was he was on Ipswich books as a, a kid, wouldn't he? So yeah. um, you know. But yeah, it's I've seen all of those kind of comments, and for all of those. I suppose that is a slightly negative comment. I've seen positive comments. He's obviously a studious um coach. You know, he 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 really from what I've seen talks a really good game. I think the modern game is very much like that now now when you look in in the prem the the sort of top managers have, have got them about them and then even the likes of Thomas Franks it's it's very not AI necessarily but very stat driven everything else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, I'm finding it really interesting seeing lots of the the comments about Liam Manning, both sort of positive and negative.
1: It's been a roller coaster week, hasn't it? I mean, it's been John Eustace nailed on, it's been Frank Lampard yeah. nailed on. Um, yeah. Liam Manning sort of came in over late, later in the weekend and into Monday. It was looking, you know, I think they suspended the betting on Monday at some point. But uh, your your thoughts on on it being Liam Manning and you know not someone like a Frank Lampard.
2: Yeah, you're, you're right to say, I mean, you know, we're, we're in a, a, a WhatsApp group and I think we were getting, well, both me and you ended up wanting to mute it, didn't we? Because we were <laughs> both getting fed up of all of the the comments around, you know, no, no reflection on anybody in, in the group, but because I was doing the same. Well, I've heard this in Frank Lampard's in Bath. It's a done deal, you know, just waiting to announce it. There's a press conference on, you know, Monday morning, first thing in, and, and i I don't know about you, and and I guess as well, but I was finding myself coming to terms with who the manager was going to be, and talk yourself John into it. U- yeah, yeah. so sort of John <laughs> used this, did really well at Birmingham in in the latter stages of his role there. But actually, was he what I wanted? I was adamant I didn't want a Dean Smith type because I think that's what Nigel Pearson was. So why would you get rid of a Nigel Pearson for something similar? And, and I talked about last weekend after Nigel Pearson sacking, wanting a young progressive coach and Liam Manning's name did come up in the conversation. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I was worried because of his MK Don's sort of sacking, um, you know, had done really well there to start with, but had taken over a side that Russell Martin had, had put together. And we, you know, we we've seen his Swansea side and now SS Hampton side. So, Liam, Liam, Manning's name came into my my thoughts, and I know again we were talking about it, and I was a little bit oh, you know, MK Dons and now Oxford, and I'm not just saying it because he's now our manager, but having heard him talk and having seen a lot of different videos and things like that, and more than anything, Patch, and you you know it more than me because you you do a lot of podcasts for other fans pods. If a fan group and podcast say I'm gutted, I'm devastated, he's going. Then you'd like to think we've got somebody who knows their way around a coaching pitch, um, and you know could, could be good for us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm positive. But as you say, it was it was a proper roller coaster last week. The emotion <laughs> of Nigel Pearson going, um, but then all of the names that were being touted. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm I'm quite pleased.
1: And before we forget, obviously, we have to say our big thank you to, to Curtis Fleming as well. Last time we spoke yeah. on Robin's review, we uh, were unsure whether he'd be staying uh, after taking that 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 last game. But uh, yeah, obviously, a big thank you to Curtis Fleming and good luck yeah. for the very for the future.
2: What, what a gentleman as well, Patch. I mean, you know, Absolutely. We've, we've both been privileged to meet him. Always got yeah. time of day to speak to you. Well, you but the in press was... conferences as well how much of a... Yeah, a big, exactly fundamentally he was Nigel Pearson's man, wasn't he? So it, I don't think that was any surprise that he, that he was going to go. No.
1: Okay, let's bring in our guest. It's uh, Lee, the ref, Paul. Lee, how are you, sir?
3: Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Nice to see you both again and uh, thanks for the invite.
1: Absolutely, mate. So, uh, broad brush stroke, Liam Manning, what are your thoughts?
3: Well, I, I um, like yourselves, um, part of the, the rumour meal um, was getting to me a bit because I was desperate for the club to announce uh, our new manager, because a manager is so pivotal for uh the football club. I have to say, um, when Liam Manning was announced, um, I was quite excited because I think he fits the mold that we've got at the moment. I think Brian Tinian is a key figure in our club, and I think um someone who Brian can work with. Uh, I think obviously. Uh, Liam Manning has got a a good track record. Um, I don't think he stayed around too long at a club to kind of say that it's a very good or excellent track record yet, but certainly he did well at MK Dons. Um, I know he got the sack um, in the following season, but he got MK Dons into, I think, third position they got into the playoffs. And in addition to that, he's doing well or done well, I should say, at Oxford, and uh, they're in second place, not far behind the leaders. So. I think it's a good appointment. I can understand some fans wanting a bigger name, but I think that the fans have got to realise that he fits the model that the club want to go forward. And I'm quite buoyant, and I think um, we've got ourselves a, a gem
1: I'm almost a bit surprised, Lee, that uh, it, it didn't become more apparent that it would be someone like Liam Manning, you know, when, when they said what they were looking for, you know, uh, a, an up-and-coming coach, someone who's going to be progressive. And I'm still yet to fully understand what that word progressive means because I think everyone's got a different idea what that is. Mm, but, uh, yeah. you know, when, when you look at you're going to get in a striker or something like that you know you often look at league one and you look at the top goal scorers list and we've looked at league one we've looked at the the top two oxford's manager liam manning 38 years old um and and fits the bill really doesn't he
3: well he does but i suppose really from a supporter's point of view if you see let's say frank lampard walking out onto the pitch there will be a circus of media around him sky sports will want to cover every game um until things start going wrong and um you know who's to say who you know if frank lampard would have been successful but anyway the point is that liam manning's going to come in Mm -hmm. um i think matt alluded to the fact earlier that that he seems the studious type he's um i don't think he's got a, a a great track record as a player i think he played a lot of non-league games but um he seems to be an intelligent articulate uh young man who um who i think will appeal to us once we get a few good results under our belt and we will be saying i'm convinced nigel who
1: yeah okay so uh he's not coming alone He's coming with Chris Hogg, and it seems like a real double act that they're going to bring. And I often wonder, and I I wondered with Curtis Fleming, with Jason Yule, what the roles and responsibilities are between the two. So we asked him in the conference.
3: We have a number of podcasts who follow the team, Um, one in particular, three peeps in a pod. Um, And their question to Liam is, what is the dynamic between yourself and Chris Hogg in terms of roles and responsibilities in training and in games? Yeah, it's, it's very much a partnership. We're we're extremely close. I think he's terrific. He's in my head constantly, so he's you know he's able to filter what gets back to me, what doesn't. Sometimes get back to me equally is important. Um, he takes a huge huge role in terms of the, the training program and planning that um, and bringing that to life. Um, and uh, I think the biggest bit for me is that he challenges me, and I think that's really important. Um, and I, because we're so aligned in terms of our values and our goals. I think you know that, that for me is really important. So when I make a decision, I'm I want people to question it. I want you know that check and challenge which you know he gives me. So yeah, I'm really fortunate you know that he's that he's you know come to support me.
1: They've got that relationship, Matt, It seems that they that they are almost the same person from what you're saying there. And one, both of them will be on the pitch training at the same time with them, and both of them will probably will be on the touchline and considering what what they're going to do next kind of thing so it is almost not two for the price of one but it's two two people
2: i think chris hogg was asked whether he was going to apply for the oxford job by by local oxford media so he must have been viewed fairly highly um you know you know my views on appointing assistants but if if you're being asked and he must have done done fairly well there is as assistant um and I've seen the club video that they've done with Chris today.
1: Yes. On um, and yeah.
2: Um, and speaks really, really well. Seems a, a very personable guy. Hmm. Um, probably slightly more, um, slightly more personality than Liam. And, and that obviously sounds negative, but he just comes across as a little bit more of a kind of, you know, I don't know, outward sort of guy, doesn't he? Liam's I wonder, a bit I wonder if that, um, I
1: wonder if that's, due to the the environment mm. i mean having a microphone shoved under your nose in a press conference versus it on a training pitch with
2: where you know football
1: yeah. around you absolutely. a little bit different
2: and and um i'm pretty sure that liam manning would have spent god knows how many hours yesterday and as much as it must be exciting well, must for absolutely him
1: knackered it, exactly
2: <laughs> and you must get to the point where you think it's the same question and yeah. I don't know how many ways I can give this different answer. What do you think of um, the stadium? What do you think yeah, of the HPC? Well, kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> how are you going to play, and what's your style? And um, but you're right with with Chris Hogan. You know, all, all good managers have a good sidekick with them. Um, you know, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and pretend I could name you Jurgen Klopp's number two, Peps number. Well, in fact, Peps number two often gets um, poached for other jobs, doesn't he? I mean, obviously the (laughs) Leicester coach is is an ex sort of member of pep staff. Um, I don't necessarily think it will be the last. I think, you know, um, Liam alluded to yesterday in his press conference that there may be others to follow. That it takes a little bit longer to sort out because it's only been those, those 24 hours. Um, But it's, it's an interesting one again with Liam. Um, I'm pretty sure Steve Cottrell got our top manager, in our podcast in the summer certainly one or two wouldn't he um Steve Cottrell managed Stoke for a season then Burnley for a few years then Notts County Portsmouth for a year and a bit Nottingham Forest for a short spell then came to us now I remember at the time not wanting Steve Cottrell thinking it was a dreadful appointment Mm. um so you know that there are no guarantees I think exactly like Lee said, what you get with Liam Manning is he seems to be very aligned with the way that we want to set up. Tins talked about it from the, you know, the the under 16s down and, you know, right the way through. So that can only be a good thing. Um, but I also want to stop seeing all the rubbish about, you know, it, Tins will pick the team and tell him what to do. I'm absolutely sure he's his own man because I don't believe anybody would come to a club and not you know, want to make their own mark on it. Um, I actually think he's the sort of manager that he will do really well for us. And let's hope that's Premier League. But if it's close, he will probably get poached for a Premier League job because he's on that kind of trajectory. And what I put in our chat last night to a couple of negative comments that I'd seen on Facebook is, how do you think Luton fans would have reacted when Rob Edwards got their job? Having been manager of Forest Green Rovers the year before and been sacked by their bitter rivals Watford, And is there a single Luton fan that doesn't think Rob Edwards walks on water? So, And I'm not saying Liam Manning's going to be Rob Edwards, but you just never know. So the the key thing is we've all got to get behind him, starting with QPR on Saturday, and let's see where this takes us because I think it could be really, really exciting.
1: That's a good question, Lee. I'll chuck that one at you. He's only going to have a day, two days, maybe even three with the players to to be with him on the training pitch to explain some of his thoughts and some of his feelings and how he wants to play how how I almost was hoping that he he the new manager wouldn't come in till after QPR so that he had a full two-week international break to spend more time with the players obviously the ones that were were around and things like that what are your thoughts on the the timing of the appointment and what you can do between now and QPR
3: well I think it's perfect timing because we've got the two-week international break but also uh, we've got the January window as well so I think for him this is an absolutely perfect time like you I think it would have probably been wise to announce maybe Wednesday or Thursday then he gets the international break but if you read some of the social media and you some of the WhatsApp groups and so on People were demanding an appointment Friday last week. So the, the club, the club, are in a no-win situation. Yeah. But I do think that um, th- this is kind of a perfect um, opportunity. Um, I, I do want to mention one thing. I think which is really important. The club, the club, have been given. I've um, been lambasted by a number of fans over the last week or so. But don't you think that the media, uh, Dave Barton and others, don't you think they've done a brilliant job over the last? couple of days or so with the uh, releasing all the videos the social media instagram and so on I really feel that Dave Barton and his team have done a brilliant job over the last couple of days and I'm hoping that the fans will, will see that
1: well said yeah absolutely I mean it makes you feel part of the day Matt doesn't it when you see all the behind the scenes stuff and all the pictures and what goes into it I don't think people appreciate how much effort goes into this sort of thing
2: well you you know because of your job and what you do with this but um totally spot um i absolutely love the normal videos that go in week week in week out showing the the players training and and the the human side of the players as well where you're getting that bit of humor from them um so no you're you're absolutely spot on i also have to say huge credit to joe sims in the first instance Mm. and i believe from listening to to um, Ed Hadwin on saying of the City on Monday that it was Joe that approached John Lansdowne to do that initial interview, and I think that that kicked off a, a little bit of a seed change. I think in some of the communication, um, you know, I I sort of talked about it. You know, huge credit to John for coming out as he did and and speaking openly with um, with Joe, but then it seemed to kind of snowball, and obviously that came with with Liam Mann's appointment as well. Mm. But you're right you know to, to have the live press conference available on youtube yeah. that you could see to have an opportunity to send some questions in you know that was on the, the sort of twitter feed um and that needs to continue and it needs to continue yeah when times aren't going so well which in the championship absolutely is going to happen there will absolutely be a run of games that liam manning doesn't get the results that he would want and we don't get the performances necessarily that's when you still need the club to be doing that communication and the likes of John um, and Tom and Gavin coming out and speaking to us, because that's what's been missing fundamentally for a great part of the last 18 months or so. It was so reliant on Nigel doing that. And he, and he did. But you want to hear from the other members of the club, don't you? So, yeah, absolutely agree. Lee. Huge kudos to, the, to to the team.
1: I'm just going to read out some comments um, that I've received uh, about the appointment and uh, I'll come to to one of you for comment. So Tom Rule, Northern Tom, uh, enjoyed the first press conference with Liam Manning. I thought he spoke very well, came across like a passionate football man. I love that we've gone for a new up and coming coach and a real student of the game, something that I think will, will benefit us in the long term as well. Gone are the days of football managers wearing suits on the touchline, barking orders. It's managers wearing hoodies, studying data, probably playing football manager in their spare time. No, that's you, Tom. Fans need to remain patient and let him implement his style. And who knows? Come on, you Reds. Lee, fans do need to remain patient. I think that's a a key thing to say there.
3: Yeah, I think because of the way that Nigel Pearson went, I think so many fans um, were keen to, to keep him. Um, I think Liam Manning is going to have a little bit of a difficult task winning the the fans over, but a good week, uh, you know, a good uh, win against QPR on Saturday, all of a sudden, as I said, people forget it. Um, I always think that uh, managers are about three games away from the sack, aren't they? And, um, you know, (laughs) it's about that, isn't it? I think. And and you think to yourself, you know, um, Manning needs to be given time. He's going to need that international break to instill his thoughts and what he wants from his uh, his players. Um, the players are going to have to buy into a, a possibly a new culture um, because I know that um, Nigel Pearson was liked by the players and respected, but I would imagine that Nigel Pearson was um, old school, I suppose, um, in the same ilk as your, your Warnocks and others, you know, who kind of may well go in at halftime and throw teacups around and so on. But Liam Manning, I think, along with others, have got a new style. And I think players don't respond to that type of thing anymore and they will want to respond to this new style. I think um, uh, he will have to win the players over um, as well as the fans.
1: Matt, one thing that I've sort of been thinking... For example, Tommy Conway and Sam Bell, to name to name two, they've only ever known Nigel Pearson. He gave them their their debut. Will this be unsettling for players like that? And obviously, all of these new instructions, new methods, new ways of working that are going to come from Liam Manning, it's going to rely on players, not only the the, the younger players, but the senior players, to adapt to it, to listen to it, and in- implement it.
2: I think that's really good point on the senior players' patch. I think. They'll have a lot to do in terms of making sure that the younger players are okay with it, and and they they can understand kind of what's going on. And you know, there's things like you're making out their their kids and they're stupid, but um, it will be different for them because, as you say, Nigel Pearson's all they've known, and Nigel Pearson is the one that's given them their opportunity and is stuck by them. Um, you know, th- throughout. So, yeah, it, it, it's bound to be different for them. Um, but hopefully because of the, the kind of coach that Liam Manning is, where he is out on the grass and Chris Hogg kept talking about that today, he's going to be a bit more visible probably than Nigel Pearson would have been day to day. Um, so that, that will hopefully make a difference, but yeah, you, you're, you're right to call it out. It's going to be strange for them because it's all the It's going to be strange for us as fans because we've been used to, <laughs> I mean, for the last sort of was 8 weeks we've been used to Nigel sort of stood on his crutch with his crutches sort of by the sidelines yeah. And you know you you get the feeling that both um Liam Manning and Chris Hogg are going to be quite vocal quite demonstrative um on the sidelines which is something I particularly like I have to say so yeah I think it was um
1: I think it was Paul Binnen put on Twitter um saying the other day that the least important thing was his demeanor and on the sidelines and if he's punching in the air and coming yeah. to Celebrate the fans, and I know he was he was sort of yeah. saying it's, it's not the most important, but to me it's kind yeah. of important. I I think we've said it many times on here, and for over the past two and a half years, we've been like, I wish Nigel would just come over and just give us a clap and pump a fist or do something. It's,
2: and we we've been in um, we've been at Swansea with Russell Martin when he's done it uh, when when they sort of played us in the season. Jurgen Klopp does it all the time, man, and it. And it it does generate that bond. I know it's such a silly thing to say, but it does. Lee Johnson used do it does. with the Absolutely. banks around. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's it, entertaining it has, as well. Yeah, it, exactly that. It's entertaining. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've, I've heard a, a lot of sort of comments in different podcasts and different people saying it. Um, foot, football is all about opinions and we will all have different views. Um, I've enjoyed some of the football I've seen under Nigel Pearson, um, but I also agree that some of it has been pretty turgid at times. Um, I don't think that 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 Nigel tactically got it right a number of times throughout the season, and I know Lee um, has got a view on it as well. So, you know, I'm 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 excited for something new. Mm. And if Liam Manning comes saying, "I play front foot attacking football," I want to get you, you know, kind of excited. MK Don's fans will say he certainly did that, and Oxford fans are definitely saying he did that. So I think we're in for you know a a a decent ride, but you saying Lee about, you know, we've got to be patient. Sadly, a lot of football fans aren't. And part of the reason why I didn't want the QPR game was because I wanted him to have a little bit more time. But for me, QPR is a free hit for him. Whatever happens at QPR. I've got no, if we win five nil playing the most attacking football, <laughs> I'm not going to turn around and go, wow, look at what we've got. And he's only done that in two days.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if we
2: lose two nil by playing rubbish and looking like we have not got a clue, it's not going to matter to me. You know, it, oh, not, that's the wrong thing to say. will matter to me because we're going, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of, let's not worry about QPR. And I'm with patch. He's got two weeks. Then I don't know how many of ours are going to be away on international duty. Um, you know, maybe the Irish lads. I so don't know if Andy's fan this going. Oh yeah, um, so Tommy might be going from Scotland, I guess. Jason. So yeah, there, there'll be a few. But then it also looks. I don't know if you the, the footage today with Chris Hogg Rob Atkinson's very clearly mm. involved. Um, Eamons back involved. So you know, there, there are more players returning. But yeah, I, I I just hope for all of those that have been negative And and you know, I'm looking at the Evening Post. or sorry, Bristol Live. I should say. Um, 5 days ago the they did end. a in the green <laughs> yeah 5 5 days ago they did a poll about who Bristol City fans wanted as their manager and if you remember Steve Cottrell came out on top yeah but it was it was over 2000 fans and cotts got 42% lampard 12.8 Eustace, 11 other 10.3 hmm. i don't know who other was Scott Parker 6.3, Dean Smith 4.6, Luke Williams 3.5, Michael Bill 3.4, Gary Rowett, 2, Ryan Mason 2, Liam Manning 2.
1: Is that So yeah, he, it's interesting he, isn't it?
2: He, he wasn't in many fans thoughts and certainly not, you know, I'm sure that they were options that were given, but actually, you know, I, I, even Chris Honor said wasn't sure about it didn't like kind of what had happened with nigel i think that's
1: just that's down down to a lack of education though matt isn't it in terms of who is he
2: is yeah and chris Yonner actually said we
1: don't look down
2: chris Yonner actually said do you know what having seen what i've seen and seen some of the videos i'm feeling quite excited now so it's exactly that it immediately turns around doesn't it and hopefully we get a good performance on saturday and we and we spot some differences and that will then get some of the naysayers a little bit more on side. But whatever happens, he's got to be given time. You know, Nigel. We kept talking about Nigel. He needed three transfer windows. Mm. Liam Manning's going to need not a, the same amount of time, but certainly he has to have a couple of transfer windows to get his mark on the side, doesn't he? Well,
1: yeah, he's got a few new signings coming coming back from injury. Well, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, Atkinson coming back, Ben Aru's coming back, Joe Williams, Naki Wells, Ross McCrory is obviously the, yeah. the, the big one there in terms of we great still haven't to see seen him
2: ourselves. <laughs> great to see him back, um, at least on the, the anti-gravity treadmill. So that was a good thing to see as well, wasn't it, for Ross?
1: Absolutely. Right, another comment from Adam Gould. The world is changing. The football world is changing. Watch... John Lansdowne sit there with a jumper on, eye watch, relaxed, conversing with journalists is a far cry from days of old, where a rotund chairman dictated smoke-filled rooms filled with men who had already been told what to type in tomorrow's papers. (laughs) This is an appointment full of future ambition, honesty and transparency. The club want Premier League football, the fans want Premier League football and this manager wants Premier League football uh Liam Manning is ambitious respected and is a great appointment for us I'm absolutely delighted with him onwards Lee Adam is delighted and he's on the ceiling peel him down
3: well do you know what for those fans who are doubting this appointment what I would say to them is this when Steve Cottrell was appointed as manager I thought oh no not him he'd failed at some not Nottingham Forest, I think Stoke and so yeah. on. I wasn't, I wasn't in Sunderland. I think he, he didn't have a great record, um, apart from Cheltenham. And I was thinking to myself, oh, not him. And he he came out top as the top manager for me when we did the podcast earlier in the year. I then think about Sean O'Driscoll, and at the time I thought to myself, what a fantastic appointment he's brought mm. Doncaster on and brilliant. And that was some of the worst football I'd seen watching Bristol City. So therefore, I I think we need to just take stock, think about what he's bringing. And I I was thinking to myself this afternoon, what's Liam Manning thinking? So he's left Oxford, who are second place, possibly could get up into the championship, but he's come to us because he knows, and I'm no disrespect to Oxford fans, but we are a bigger club than Oxford. We've got probably better training facilities. We get 22,000, whatever it is, um, on a weekly basis at home so for him to leave Oxford to come to us he must feel that this is the right move for him um <laughs> I, I've been listening to the press conferences and I've not I'm not a great one for listening to what they've got to say on the first day because we can all trot out things in interviews and so on But it's what he says in three weeks' time, four weeks' time, five weeks' time. That's what I'm going to be interested in. I want to know what he's going to do. And um, I thought John Langsdale, he's had a bit of negative press, but I thought he was great this afternoon because he has said, while there may be some money available, if there's somebody that's out there that we need, clubs will know that we've got a bit of money because of the seller, Scott and Semenya and others. Therefore, in prices will be inflated. So, therefore, I think John Lansdowne was very shrewd. He did say that summer was the time to get players in, not the inflated price in January, but I can see Manning being given a little bit of money to go out and spend to get the players that he wants. And um, I, I you know I'm really looking forward to the rest of this season. I I think I've always said that we have got a top 10 squad when they're fully fit. I'm not too sure about the playoffs just yet, but I think we got a top 10 squad. And I feel that somebody like Manning can get a real tune out of um, our players. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, the next uh, game i watch.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Matt, what what I've really liked about the numerous uh, bits of oh, Clippets I've heard, he, he constantly says that fans are there to be excited and that's all we want, isn't it? We want to be excited. We want to see the players led on the floor with nothing left left to give. We want to see our average player rating up around 6.5 and above. Uh, If we keep seeing that, that's what we want, isn't it?
0: Dent Magic, your Bristol based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch, or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today.
2: It's, uh, you know, again, goes back to he's ambitious. And for his ambitions to be fulfilled, he either takes us up to the Premier League or he does so well with us that he gets a move to the Premier League himself. Now, looking at his Oxford team, who, when he came in, I think I'm sure I I read or heard they had one point out of 30, which is an incredible stat. it It might be one point out of 13 games, but when he came in, they were in real, real problems. Kept them up and obviously this season they're sat in second behind Portsmouth, but above Bolton, Peterborough, Barnsley, Derby, Blackpool, Wickham, Charlton, the Rovers. Winnersh. So yeah, yeah, Winnersh, yeah. Um there's the <laughs> did other cut, one well, I can't. i got Damn, why can't I remember it? <laughs> but he's also on thirty-two points. So above that promotion. Two points for every game that gets talked about. Bracknell. So you know that that's it. Bracknell. They're, <laughs> they're having a really, really good season already, and you know, again, we we've got quite a good relationship with Oxford. I mean, admittedly, yeah. it seems one way at the moment that we're taking their good players and, um, you know, yeah. now, now their manager. But I hope Oxford make the right appointment for themselves, and they continue in the vein that they are. But it does, you know, again, it it fills me with excitement because that league's not an easy league. We know how long we were in league one for. There are teams down there now that have played in the premier league, you know, a number of teams. So for them to be doing what they've done, I think I, again, I saw that there were 17 players that went out and 11 players that came in. So it will take a good look at the squad this rest of this season. And then we might see what happens in the summer. Hopefully, you know, that there, there may be a, a number of players coming in because we're in the priming. Um, you're going to buy players for the Premier as well then. But yeah, I just, you know, I'm, like Lee, I'm really excited by it. I think it, everything seems to be joined up now. Um He's got a great
1: platform, the, hasn't he? He's got a great yeah, platform yes. on which to build. Uh, yeah. we, we all know, as I said at the start, about the infrastructure, the, yep. the squad that he's got with injuries, you know, people coming back from injury who's to say we might get a few more injuries anyway but um the people coming back uh, i think he's got the platform there and and if he can implement um you know the the tactics that he wants to implement and get get him playing the way he wants to there's every chance of success and i think we said at the start of the season matt we sort of agreed on 10th to 12th as being um you know a good season
2: yeah And, and i think i'd still take that with with Liam Manning now and may, maybe a few people's expectations are slightly different and now thinking and maybe John Lansdowne's expectations are different that you know we absolutely should be looking at a playoff place. We're, we're not a million miles away, but I think with any new coach coming in, you have got to look at that. But you know you you're right with what you say Patch. We've Nigel Pearson had to do what he did with the wages and there's absolutely no doubt what Nigel's done from a an infrastructure and now we've got a squad of players who what you've said patch there about leaving everything on the pitch and being absolutely shattered we've absolutely got that with Nigel Pearson's team there's no you know that that's what I, that's a given what we don't necessarily have and we've seen it a number of times this season we're not playing an exciting brand of football week in week out we have moments we have 20 minute spells 30 minute spells but not a consistency and it doesn't feel like we've got a, a consistent way of playing. Are we really a high press, you know, Jason Knight does it and things like that. But so hopefully that's what Liam Manning will bring as well. A, a real fundamental, this is how Bristol city play. And, and there's that, that real identity to it. I, I actually think Knight will
3: be really crucial for Manning. Cause I think yeah. Knight is his type of player. Yeah, um, I agree. I was going to add in there. I was looking this afternoon. Um, Manning's record at MK Dons, as we know, third in his first season there. But he then had to lose uh, Scott Twine, Mm. Harry Darling, Connor Coventry, Troy Parrott and Matt O'Reilly. And that was the core part of his squad. And then um, if we think about his second season with them, he actually lost 13 games out of 20. um, And the club were quite critical of him about his recruitment. But I'm sorry, but if you lose... Six or seven of your best players. Then, as we know, when we've lost our best players, it's very difficult to recruit those uh, and to replace the players that that you've lost. So, as I said, um, I, I, I'm I'm confident that we're going to have a, a good season and a good future under um, this exciting new manager. And uh, uh, who knows, he might take us in the Premier League. Who before, we,
1: before we let you go off to Fiver side, I'll I'll read out James Prestige's comments, Lee, and you can have a bash at them. The only time I've ever been more excited about a city managerial appointment was Steve Koppel. I'm hopeful it will go much better than that. I'm genuinely excited, incredibly happy about this appointment. Normally after a sacking at City, I'm completely underwhelmed by the replacement, but this feels different. A great decision by the board and owners. No expectation from me this season or the January transfer window. Take your time, Liam. This is a three and a half year plan and we want to see improvements season on season, but no pressure from me for this season. My only request is what we see is a pattern of play and have a football identity by the end of the season regardless of league position. I am overjoyed. Have never been a season ticket holder, but I could justify the cost despite only living a mile away from the ground, but I'll be jumping at the opportunity to get a half season ticket after this appointment. The future is bright for the Robins.
3: Very well said. Very well said. Um, I don't know about, um, about you two, but uh, I, I've got a bit of a, I feel when I look at um, Manning that he's got a slight look of Eddie Howe about him. I don't. Did mm. you two feel that or not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what
2: does, I mean? He does. He does look like him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar I mean, And, of and actually speaks speaks like him a little bit as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. So are we the next Newcastle then, Matt? Is that what we're saying? I'll take I'll take <laughs> me in the next Bournemouth as a starting <laughs> yeah. point, and then uh, <laughs> take it from there. But and by just, our players, like like I said, I I just hope that. All those that are doubting it, and and don't get me wrong, I understand why there are a number of fans that are looking at it going, we've gone for a League One manager. It's a cheap option. I quite like the idea of a, a European coach, but you know, there's no guarantees on that. So, you know, f- fundamentally, it, it's a gamble. Whoever you appoint, mm. whoever you appoint, you know, Nigel Pearson might have been. We might be talking completely differently if he hadn't had the injuries that he's had. So, you know, you you just don't ever know. But the important thing is that we really get behind him. And if things don't start off great, again, just stick with him. Let him get his own identity, you know, on the squad and what he wants to do. And then we'll take it from there. Um, But we also know, again, it's a results business. And Dean Holden had his own ideas and it didn't work out for a long enough period. It started off really great, didn't it? Um, so Liam, Liam's not stupid. Liam knows that he's going to have to come in and get the results. But yeah, I, I'll go back to it. I'm I'm really excited by the appointment. The thought of being able to watch front foot pressing, attacking football, really, you know, yeah, that 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 fills me like with great delight. And I also wonder whether is it, are we going to see the best of Anis Mimeti under yeah. someone like Liam Manning? You know, those sort of players. Will Tommy Conway get someone playing alongside him and? You know, again, when injuries are back, we potentially can play three at the back. You know, and there there are options. But yeah. Well, just out of interest, um, just to kind of play devil's advocate, what do you
3: think is um is going to be his priorities?
0: Good
1: question.
2: patch take, take that first.
1: Yeah, I, 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 my 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 thoughts are: once we get some injury, once we get our injuries back, um, I think I've the gaps for me have been not having a a, a challenger for Max in goal obviously that's 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 number one literally um and not replacing a player like famara juju to have something different up top so it's those two really for me would be that i what i would recruit in january is a is another another number one goalkeeper to challenge max and a a different dynamic in a striker like a famara
2: i quite like the the young lad they had playing for oxford um, he looked a handful in the, the League Cup did he earlier in the season um, but yeah I mean he, I I don't know how much championship football Liam Mann and Chris Hogg will have watched um, you would imagine that a lot of what they're doing on evenings now um, and you know when they've got minutes during the day will be to look at some of our games um, you know obviously they're seeing what they're seeing in the training Um his first team's going to be interesting on the weekend because obviously... His first, it's first only, team. His first <laughs> first team, yeah. It's only Pat Manganting, um that's left from that kind of coaching setup. I know you've still got Ali and Alex and...
1: Um, yeah, I wonder if Ali will be in the Lifa dugout as well. again for, yeah. for Saturday.
2: Yeah, you, you, you kind of wonder. But it will be interesting to see what that the, the first 11 look like and in, in his bench. Um, and then I think it's... It is... You know, for, for me Lee it's it's developing that attacking brand of football um you know you only got to look at the stats we're not creating enough chances for our strikers we're certainly not scoring enough goals so mm. it's how we how we can get that into the team mm. um and quickly um the, and the then, form- yeah in terms of Personnel I agree with, with Patcher, kind of a famara type or the formation,
1: wish- the formation is going to be really interesting on Saturday and beyond, Lee, because mm-hmm. obviously we've been pretty much four three three, four two three one all season, apart from Saturday when we were two three five, in my opinion. Um, but uh, that was an interesting one.
3: Well, at the um, at the press conference on YouTube, um, when the club mentioned the three peeps, um, I was expecting the question to be, "Will you play two up front?" Because I know that's something <laughs> that you want, Patch. So well, I was surprised yeah. you didn't come up with that.
1: When Naki Wells is back, I bit, was going yeah, to say, <laughs> "Yeah, waiting for yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, we'll let you go, Lee. I know you get, need to get off. So uh, yeah. thanks, as always, for your contributions, and yeah. uh, we'll you, speak soon.
3: Speak and soon, thanks Lee. to both of you for all the hard work you do, because I know the supporters appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Thank you both. Bye-bye. All the best, Well, Right, let's
1: hear what Dr. Dean Allen had to say. I like him. He's not showy, but has a quiet authority for a young guy. I like the fact he's not a name. He comes with no preconceptions. I think he can stamp his own identity and style on his team. Let's show some patience this season and then go from there. So, yeah, he's obviously showing some patience, Matt, and we've already said that that's – that's something that uh, that that we need, um, and the fact he's not showy he's quite unpresuming. Um, is that how you would sort of describe him?
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, I thought the 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 message you read earlier as well, Patch, about you know going to look to get a, a half season ticket. Yeah. Um, I know a number of fans that have said they wouldn't come back whilst Nigel Pearson was manager um, and the football they were playing. Now I'm not going to say I understood that because. I was still enjoying a lot of the football. Um but well, I, and, and we'd
1: do... still we would still be going regardless. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> But I, I know in in the way that, that you know times are what they are, it's not a cheap day out. Um, you know, especially if you are a social person as well. Mm. Um so I absolutely understand that. But I'll tell you what, if, if he can hit the grand run in and get some decent results and a a style of play that is attractive and you know, we get some some nice wins under a belt that could be good timing as well come Christmas and half season tickets. You know, we could, we could really be looking at, it sell out. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but, but some of our mates who've been very, um, I'm not going to say anti-Pearson, but have felt that Anti-Nige. We were, Anti-Nige then, yeah. <laughs> but have, have, have felt that it wasn't what it should be. And they, they were wanting a change that you know seeing seeing their reaction and you know the way that i put a poll on didn't i just sort of say leah manning's been announced happy or would you like someone else and everybody in our group said they were happy with it having seen his interview and i've noticed tonight perhaps they're, they're doing a 7 30 there's another video release of his first day's training so you know i'll, I'll be waiting for 7 30 to come around to, to have a look at that so yeah, it's it's exciting, isn't it? You'd have I think to record EastEnders, to me instead. I'd never watch EastEnders, now, mate. Back <laughs> in the day, I did, but yeah. But do you know what? It's it's. I think there's always that excitement with any new manager, even when you've lost a manager that you really like. And, yeah, it's the banks, you know, isn't, isn't it? Is it? that that? And excitement. Sheffield
1: Wednesday fans getting behind uh, Danny oh, Coles at the weekend.
2: And Danny Roll, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Danny Cole, yeah. But but do you know what, Patch? I mean. QPR have got a new manager in themselves. Obviously, they're struggling. Um, we've had a decent record there over the last you know number yeah. of seasons, but it's not necessarily an easy ground to go to. No. And if things don't go for us, I'd love to think that our fans will be the same as the Sheffield Wednesday fans and really get behind him and show him, mm. yeah, no, this is what we're about. You know, we're we're along with the ride for you. Give us, you know, give us what you can in. And no. he said he, he will. Leave no stone unturned. He will, him and Chris will work really, really hard to achieve what they want to achieve. And certainly his record would would, would kind of indicate that. And I don't know about you, I was really impressed when he was asked about the MK Don situation. And he said, you know, he was obviously gutted. But when people ask him sort of what he's learned, he learned more having been sat and in his time out of the game. Than he did when they were doing really, really well, and that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? That you know he 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 can think like that. So yeah, I I think it's a, a really good appointment, and um, I'm not sure I necessarily believe. I I don't know about you, mate. I I very much got the feeling that Liam Manning was identified by the club, and they've spoke about it, and they've looked at different things. From what John was saying last night. I'm not overly convinced there were too many interviews that took place with, with other candidates. Mm, Um, You know, I know a lot of people are still talking about Frank Lampard in, you know, yeah, he was definitely at the HPC, (laughs) but in that interview with Joe Sims, Joe asked him directly about Frank Lampard. And John said, his his immediate response was, I'm amazed at the sort of names that are being linked. And that was in response to Frank Lampard sort of question. So, you know, I, I like to think that yeah, they've identified Liam Manning. They've done their diligence, looking at it, and then they've gone, spoke to Oxford, done it the right way.
1: Yeah. And rather then they've than got looking the at the man they want, rather than looking at the pool of manager that exactly out of a job. Um yeah. we've gone for someone who's yeah at the top of the and,
2: and, and maybe Patch, it's it's a kind of maybe it's a uniqueness almost, but most managerial appointments tend to be managers that are out of work. Aren't they? It's the nature of the beast. So, um, but I, I read a really good tweet from someone today that had we not appointed Liam Manning, and it had been dragged on, or we we'd gone for someone you know kind of old school, Mill will have just appointed Joe Edwards, not not the, the Plymouth lad, but an England the yeah. twenties coach. That's the kind of appointment in the way that Stephen Schumacher at Plymouth, in Ryan Lowe at, at Plymouth, and then Preston, we would be going why don't we get those kind of young progressive coaches yeah. when well, now we have, so Absolutely. let's get behind him and let's see where it takes us.
1: Right. The final word is going to come from our halftime summarizer, Rob Blamey. Okay. Really positive reaction to Liam Manning. Let's hope some of those expressing unrelenting blank negativity on some forums can come around to the rationale and merits of the appointment on paper, just the kind of profile and a manager that I prefer. If we're looking to implement a joined up club club model, a la Brentford and Brighton. As for my take on him as a person, based on the last 24 hours worth of sound bites, clearly very focused and meticulous with a lot of positive messages and theories around coaching. My only reservation at this stage is whether he's too cold and intense, hoping to see some more personality come from him, maybe just needs a bit of time to settle in. But verbally going beyond the textbook of buzzwords will probably speed up the bond with the supporters and pull in the dissenting voices quicker. This is the biggest role to date that he has and will definitely be advantageous to harness personality alongside the method now he's taken another step up the ladder. Potential for it to be truly magical, but just a note of caution as I wouldn't want him swallowed up by the bigger magnitude of this role, Matt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't want Rob to be overly positive there. Is he, you know, less, he, less, is he hedging less, his bets a bit? <laughs> Let's temper it a little bit there, Rob. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's right, isn't he? We, we can't go over the top with it. And uh, he's a young coach, pl- coaching at a level he's not coached at before. With, you would assume, um, players of a standard that he's not worked with before. And yes, before anyone sort of says he's worked with the likes of Declan Rice, but they were youngsters. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I you know, it's um it feels like the right appointment patch for me. Yeah. It feels like the right appointment and um you know the, the so, as soon as he can get his feet under the table, um and we start to see what he's we can, about. We can only on a judge Saturday on Tuesday. what we see, can't exactly we? Exactly that not what exactly we see that.
1: immediately, what we see over the next you know. night has two and a half a, years, for example. Yeah. Um yeah. Ro- Rocky up and down, um had some good times, had some bad times. So, I I will only judge judge him when I've seen him for a couple of seasons, really. But you you'll be able to get a judgment within the rest of this season as to what we're what we're in for. um, At the end of the day,
2: he's he's yeah. I'm sure what John Lang well clearly. They want Premier League football. We want Premier League football. I'm a little bit more, you know, I've, I've said to you before, I, I love the championship. Now, that's not to say I don't want to go to the Premier League, but <laughs> what I don't want to do is go down to League One. Um, so, But he, like any manager, he has to improve our position year on year. Now, as it stands last weekend, Nigel Pearson hasn't done that this season. We're worse off positional-wise than we were this time last year. So for Liam Manning, he needs to get us above where we were last season. And like you said, if that's 10th, 12th, then I think that's fairly reasonable, Um, especially if we're in and around, you know, like we are now, five points off the playoffs. So with games to go, there's still that opportunity. Um, And if he can do that and with a brand of football that gets us off our seat and we start to see some goals, then, yeah, you know, all power to him. Excellent
1: okay i think we'll leave it there we've we've had a range of opinions um uh, some largely positive and i think the 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 general consensus i've seen matt has been largely positive there's always going to be some dissenting voices and some unsures but um uh, i i look forward to saturday with an extra bit of a spring in our step um and, and then into the national break and beyond but um yeah it Remains to be seen how we'll line up in terms of formation at QPR and personnel. So, um, yeah, can't wait, Matt. Can't wait for Saturday. No,
2: no me too. Yeah, I, yeah, really looking forward to it.
1: Great stuff. Um, right, we'll be back on Sunday with the QPR reaction. Fingers crossed for some positive, positive news and a score of seven and above, Matt. We're going to go for uh, the average. <laughs> rating.
2: Goals then. That'll do. Yeah, that'll yeah. do. 4 yeah,
1: 3, yeah. win. I'll take it. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but yeah don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at 3PiAPC and we'll be back soon cheers all